0: The Buddha's name and who is dragging this corpse around. At the first level of Huatho practice, you simply repeat the Huatho. In this way, you develop concentration as you do in the first level of counting the breath or reciting the Buddha's name. Even to be able to do this well is good. The next level is asking and querying the Huatho. At this level, the special cause of the Huatho begins to be evident eventually your questioning begins to have some meaning, and you begin to truly desire to penetrate the huakou. Therefore, you are ready to tag, or investigate, the huakou. When you are deeply engaged with the investigation of the huakou, a doubt sensation arises. You truly want to know the answer to this question, and you become so tied up with it that it's not easy for you to be interrupted. You are like a hungry child with a piece of candy. You can't be distracted and will not let go. One day, when I was in the mountains practicing, I walked down the steps from the hut where I was living, and my mind suddenly filled with doubt. I thought, who just walked down the steps? It was me. But who is standing here now? It is also me. Then, is the me who just walked downstairs a moment ago the same as the me who is down here now, or am I two different people? I became so wrapped up in that question that I didn't eat that day. (laughs) In that case, the doubt sensation rose spontaneously. There is a lot of power in that kind of natural doubt. However, most people do not give rise to doubt spontaneously. They use a method, such as investigating the hot Who am I to help bring it out? If you are practicing hard, such a question can have great significance. During a retreat in Taiwan, I saw that a student was right. I asked him, what is your name? He replied, Chan. I said, that's wrong. Chan is over there. And I pointed to the name card placed on the ball above his cushion. He said, what am I doing over there? He couldn't figure out who he was. For over 20 years, he had considered his name to be himself. But now he realized his name had nothing to do with him. So who was he? The doubt sensation arose in his mind. The sensation of doubt is like being in a pitch-black room or inside an iron ball. You cannot see anything at all. You know there must be some brightness outside, and you really want to see where it is. If the Bacau method seems to you like chewing cotton, completely tasteless, then you are still at the level of repeating the Bacau. If you are easily interrupted or distracted in your practice, then you are also at the first level. By the time you begin to sincerely ask the Fat you already have a genuine desire to penetrate the question. The desire to penetrate the question cannot be simulated. You must develop good concentration and genuinely apply the method. You also cannot use your intellect to think about the question and come up with an answer. That will not produce or break apart the one-line state. As your investigation of the Fat becomes more and more powerful, your doubt becomes great doubt. At this point, you are no longer aware of your body, of the world, or of anything else. Only the question, the great doubt, is left. Once again, this is my mind. It's very important to distinguish whether a practitioner has entered into the condition into which the great doubt sensation has been generated. Before the generation of great doubt, the master may allow an exhausted practitioner to take a rest, The length of which depends on the degree of her exhaustion. However, upon entering into the condition of great doubt, the master will drive the practitioner like someone driving a herd of wild animals. There can be no stopping. If a person is healthy, when she has generated great doubt, no harm can come to her body, no matter how strenuously she practices. This is because at this stage she is in complete harmony with the universe, and the power of the universe is available to her. The master must push the practitioner to keep going and going and going, in the hope that a world-shattering explosion will take place that one mind will break apart and no mind will be revealed.
1: Okay, stop there. Oh no, keep going.
0: <laughs>
1: one more, one more paragraph.
0: A huackel is a phrase, a sentence, or a question whose meaning you want to grasp at its source.
1: Actually, just stop there. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, we're going to do one more at 82 page, eighty page 82, paragraph 5. So it'll start when...
0: when on. Yes. And
1: yeah, go ahead and continue. Okay. You're doing a great job.
0: Uh, when Gao Feng Yuan uh, Miao Koho Gam had already been working on the of what is Wu for a long time he met Master Xue uh, Yan Master said to him, you've been practicing for so long. At this point, can you be your own master during the daytime? He was asking if Gao Feng had control over his thoughts and actions that he did not think about what he did not want to think about, and did not do what he did not want to do. Gaofeng immediately replied, Yes, I can. Hmm. Shui Yan asked, At night in your dreams, can you be your own master? Gaofeng answered promptly, Yes, I can. Shui Yan asked, When you are sleeping without any dreams, where is the master then? Despite all his practice, Gaofeng was stumped. He repeated the question to himself, but could not give an answer. So Shui Yan Gaofeng, From now on, do not study the Buddha Dharma, and do not read the sutras and, and shastras. Just practice well. How should you practice? When you are hungry, eat. When you are tired, go to sleep. When you have had, when you have slept enough, get up and practice. From that time onward, Gaofang heeded Shui Yan's words. When he was hungry, he ate. When he was tired, he slept. And he tried very hard to practice. But did he practice? He asked himself the Watan, where is my master? used this method for five years. Even during sleep, he asked himself, who am I? Because this question caused him to generate great doubt. We should remember that even before he started on the spot, though, he had already reached the state where he could be his own master in the daytime in his dreams. His concentration was very powerful. One night, he woke from sleep and reached out to feel for his pillow. The pillow dropped from the sleeping platform with a thud. At the sound, the cloud of doubt was broken, and one mind dropped away shouted, aha, now I have found you. He felt he had emerged from inside a pitch-black barrel to see the light. In Guatou and Gung'an practice, the transition from one mind to no mind is catalyzed by great doubt. However, there are other kinds of practice that catalyze this change in other ways. Okay,
1: stop. Okay, yeah. Um what we're what we're really going over for the benefit of the new people is one of many um, a, a number of different techniques one of the two most popular techniques of um, of of Chan Buddhism and which is uh, based on very similar to Zen Buddhism uh, so we've we've just gone over this this one technique of hua To and now that we've we've read this and it's a fairly clear account of of what happens I, I um uh, we're going to have our discussion period, and <coughs> our discussion period starts with, um, let's just have a discussion, what is Watteau, you know, wh- what did, what did we just read, and what is the Watteau method, what <coughs> is the purpose of the Watteau method, and, uh, and um, let's just, and what, yeah, how, how do you do the Watteau method? So let's go ahead and start with that
2: question. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm. Ah, cool Kind of like what you said with the frog
1: <coughs> Okay, <coughs> go ahead and show the drawing to everyone
3: and <laughs> uh, You know, this essentially is all the scattered thoughts running through the head pain, emotions, whatever So instead of thinking of all these different things you're just asking the question you know, who is the master, what is who, whatever you're working on So all this just turns into be just one what is it you know so that's all that you're trying to do and then essentially if you can shatter that well then you get to the state where all of it's just irrelevant anymore. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it's kind of a simple way to you know mm-hmm. not talk too much about it but that's good.
1: Does anyone want to go through the 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 details of what the plateau method really means what it is?
4: I, mean, I, I can add something. I found some uh, a write-up from uh, Master Shu Yun, uh, Empty Cloud, and he, and he was very concise about Watou. And he explained, and I won't read a lot, I won't take up a lot of time, but he, the Chan of our sect does not set up progressive stages and is therefore the unsurpassed one. Its aim is the direct realization leading to the perception of the self-nature and attainment of Buddhahood. Therefore it has nothing to do with the sitting or not sitting in meditation during a Chan week. However, on account of living beings' dull roots and due to their numerous false thoughts, ancient masters devised expediences to guide them. Because of our inferior roots, the great masters were obliged to use expediences and to do instruct their followers to hold and examine into a sentence called wato. As Buddhists who used to repeat the Buddhist name in their practice were numerous. The great masters instructed them to hold and examine into wato. Who is the repeater of the Buddha's name? Nowadays, this expedient is adopted in Chan training all over the country. However, many are not clear about it and merely repeat without interruption the sentence, who is the repeater of the Buddha's name? Thus, they are repeaters of the wato and are not investigators of the wato. To investigate is to inquire into. For this reason, the four Chinese characters, is that? chao chao, ku, wato are prominently exhibited in the Chan halls chao is the turn turning inward of the light, ku is to care for so it means to turn inward the light of the self nature so I mean I could read more <coughs> but this tells you that at least to me that wato is expedient means some agent or device used just to accomplish that the answer is arbitrary. There is no answer. It's just a method. But, but, but not answer. not used superficially, just repeating it like a mantra. Yeah, but then what
5: what do you mean by the answer? What 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 do you mean by answer? You said the mm-hmm. answer is arbitrary. Do mm-hmm. you mean the answer of the wato or the answer of the practice? What do you mean by answer?
4: Oh the answer of the wato, the, the question. Ah right, because you're just imposing your will to ah, get an answer,
5: I see. and your so will would you be the, the... answer of the Fatou? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. okay. Is there an answer of the Fatou? Is there an answer of the Fatou? A- anybody know what is? Uh, there's a book uh, by Shifu called the... Uh,
1: uh, Shattering the Great Town. Yeah,
5: that book uh, the whole book is about Fatou. So, uh, if you really are interested, you can read that, but
2: <coughs> what are the
5: four major huatous that Shifu give? You're not supposed to pick up your own huatou, right? Mm-hmm. You have to be, you have to pick out of the four. And then later, Shifu decided just one huato is good enough. So what is the one? The one that you think that we should use. Mm-hmm. What is u- mm-hmm. What is wu, u- right? What is u- so then is there answer? Is there answer for this uh, huato? for this question. Is there? Yeah, I'm
6: sorry.
5: Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
6: uh, I, don't, I don't know, uh, I, I'm not trying to respond to right. this question because I want to pose another question before we even go to the answer. Why is Watan a question? I, I I'm not sure. Um, why those four basic ones that we get to pick from our questions. Is it important That is a question?
0: Okay, well
1: first of all, let's mm-hmm. do the for, the for the benefit of the new people. The four <coughs> questions are, what is Wu? Where is my master? Who is reciting the Buddha's name? And who is dragging the corpse around? Right? I mean, that's what I evidently read from here, so... It's actually, well, actually the original
7: face. Yeah, Who, who,
5: what is, who, who is, is my name? original master. face? Okay. It's the... To master Gaofeng nice. Gaofeng uh, Master Gaofeng he's specific but Shifu, when Shifu standardized the four doesn't have that one but it's similar to the other one but which is not important Okay. which four we talk about yeah. is fine I think that's fine but yeah.
1: certainly they do agree that what is Wu is the most important and the most effective yeah. of the Shifu did the state the tec-
5: why he thinks that we should just do that one but you know which I think in that book probably also says it. Yeah. But because my originally when before he standardized or uh, summarized <coughs> this one, I was already doing hotels so but I had a a different one. Okay. So it was a, a big deal for me to switch over, or whether I should switch or not. That was a big story, but. Let's uh, continue what you guys want to well,
1: do. Well, I think Phyllis had a good question. <coughs> okay. And her question was, so, so why is why are they questions, right?
5: Yeah,
6: what? Do, I do what has to be a question or a, a, apparently so. Although in the book explicitly said, page 76, uh, the start of the second paragraph, a lot is a face, a sentence question. or a question. So it doesn't have to be a question. But how come it distills you a bunch of questions that we take from? What's the importance of? It ends with a question. Now? <coughs> I, I, am not sure. I don't have the answer. I, I don't know. Okay.
5: So, so Helen, did you have a question on top of her question? Did you want no, to ask No, I just, um,
6: I just want to share my little experience uh, when I was uh, doing the meditation. So.
1: Uh, James did you want
0: to I just have like maybe <coughs> one thought in response to, to Phyllis um, and that's that you know, if, you're, if you're using language at all it seems like um, a question is going to be the best way to get out of it because it's always pointing <coughs> at something else you know if the question is always pushing you past itself and so you know if you're saying oh I'm you know I am full of emptiness or something that wouldn't, that wouldn't push you past that, past that language in the same way that a question does
6: but how about a conflicting statement like apples are blue? Would that work? Um. Uh, if it doesn't work, why wouldn't it work? So, so I think that's a good point because for people who are overly analytical, like, like, <laughs> like <for> me, me. <laughs> 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 actually having a question sometimes. Mm-hmm. I thinking because I got so many impressions, it's useless to get answer. I'm very complacent, so i to doze off. <laughs> <laughs> it's not become a bad thing, too. What
5: did you say? When it gets complex, you doze off? I'm very, yeah. complacent, very complacent. Very yeah. It's too easy.
6: There's no answer for this. Why bother? You know, I have my mind. <laughs> okay, <it's> <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> but I think that uh, really uh, allow us to doubt um, sensation and generate, so it allows us to concentrate. I thought that's the best reason, as we we'll said here. So I'm, I'm still struggling. What kind of doubt sensation? I've not reached that point yet, so I'm still kindergarten level. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: For you, Phyllis, <clears throat> the, the whole concept is whatever we do, we're always filtering everything through the discriminating consciousness based on our conditioning. So no matter what arises, whatever question, it's always gonna try to figure it out due to its conditioning. So by asking it a question that cannot be resolved or comprehended or figured out, the brain starts freaking out. You know? And you just keep trying to collapse it down to a point where it has nowhere to go and then it just naturally like a weed dies out. You know. Okay. But if you give it anything to feed off of, it's gonna keep going. You know, so you gotta you gotta
2: Mm.
3: You got to crush it, you know, by not giving it anything that it can Mm -hmm. discriminate or try to conceptually figure out, but what if this and why is that blue and both, no, you know, just...
1: just Actually, uh, the thing (coughs) I'm kind of curious about, (coughs) it seems like, you know, they say small doubt sensation, small uh, wisdom, okay, I mean, somewhere else they, they say that, and then great doubt, great wisdom, okay? So that does mean that there's some wisdom that comes with uh, small doubt. And I, I can't say that I've ever achieved great doubt, but I have achieved small doubt. And and so, you know, what's, what's interesting and I know that um, this is probably going to be a little controversial, is I think that, that when you're asking a question um, you do get new answers and they aren't necessarily the final answer. It's not the shattering of the great you know, whatever that hasn't happened to me yet, but but you do get some answers, which um, which kind of alter your thinking a little bit. It may, may it changes the way <coughs> you think a little bit, and and so I think the analytical, whether it's analytical or whatever, it's shifting your approach just a little bit. It's not you know it's not the final answer, but it's moving you a little bit. And I was just wondering if other people, you know, I mean, so so when I practice Watteau, which this is not my regular method, so I'm not an expert at this, but when I practice Watteau, sometimes I I do see, you know, I, you can say realizations, you have little realizations or something, uh, but they aren't, um, and it may change the way you think, but it's not it's not the thing, and it's not something that you can you can sit there and really necessarily hold on to or that you want to continue thinking about. And I just wonder if other people have that, have those experiences as well.
6: I just want to respond to what you were saying because that's what I want to share. Uh, right. I am also not a fan of Hua uh, Ho practice because uh, I attended two kind of uh, retreats, uh, one by Guo Xing and one by Guo Gu just recently. And I still... I'm very puzzled what it really entails. So, it's not something that I'm planning to use as my method. But today, because uh, uh, yesterday I received uh, Dan's uh, email saying that we are going to practice with this Huato method, so I thought I'd give it a try. But surprisingly, uh, that I had a very good uh, experience with it. I uh, my uh, question to myself or the my Huato is who am I? And I, I was, you know, thinking, am I Helen? <laughs> but to my parents, when I was young, I was given a different name. Helen never e- occurred to them. And then when I was going to school, I have a different Chinese name. <laughs> and then when I was in school, I gave myself Helen. And my, when I was baptized as a Catholic, <laughs> I gave myself a Elaine. You know. So and then I have different names. So who who am I? But then I realized that I am who I am in relation to others. So I don't exist. I'm not who I am by my side. I'm not. I don't uh, inherently, independently exist. I always exist in relation to others. So that interdependence came to into came into my mind. And then I was thinking, who am I? Am I the person yesterday, today, tomorrow? Again, it depends on what the conditions will be. Or am I angry, am I happy, am I miserable? I thought but these are also because of the causes and conditions. So for the first time, these are not words that I read in the book. It's really real because (laughs) that's the reality. Because if somebody said something that really irritated me, I might become angry or I might become very happy because somebody gave me a lot of compliments. Mm-hmm. So I'm still subject to others' influences. So again I don't I'm not really who I am because of me. It's because of all the factors <coughs> external to me and also internal of me. So that's what my what what I experienced just now, so I felt very excited because for the first time <laughs> it's not just bookish. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it's something that I experienced by investigating this subject matter. So that's my little
1: experience. At the times that that I've I've done this, and I like I said, this is not my main method. But at the times that I've done it, it seems like and sometimes I go with uh, <coughs> what is woo and sometimes I go with who am I. Or today I actually changed it to what am I. And um, uh, and it was interesting because uh, because you can look at it and you can kind of come to that realization and then you you're, you say okay but that's you know that's let me not focus on that I kind of understand that now so let me let me go on and I'll just find another you know answer to what am I and um, and then you start coming up with different answers but um, but w- uh, what. You start going down layers, it seems like too, right? So you start kind of going down layers and and part of it becomes what am I as if you're you're apart from yourself later on, you're apart from yourself and you're looking at your thoughts and you're looking at um, at your you know at your feelings and your actions as if you're a different person looking at you. okay? So there's like different levels you can go down to to figure out. You know I mean, so what am I can be answered at so many different levels that um that I know that what is woo for example, the people the the woo is nothingness and and or emptiness, and we talk about emptiness so um so the idea of of emptiness doesn't lead you to as many answers, and i'm I'm not sure it does anyway, so anyway i'm I'm obviously we're kind of put out some of the beginner positions and I consider myself a beginner position because this is not. But go ahead.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm in here, but I have practiced using the what is your original face. And one of the things that I like about doing the watteau is is that you take it everywhere with you. So sometimes when I started, I used to go and sit on the mat and I would think, okay, now I'm concentrating. And then when I started the watteau, I would do that. I would be slicing tomatoes or at work or driving the car or going to the grocery store. And always, always, always. What is your original thing <coughs> <laughs> for a while? It, it, it was more. It didn't matter. Being concentrated on the matter or slicing tomatoes, it's the same thing. And it's, it, you just are where you are, and it it's not different. And it, it it was sort of nice to think, oh, it's all meditation. It's all concentration. It's all. It's it, it's not. You're kind. Con- you're meditating one moment, and then you're off doing something else. It's, it, it just felt you know just wherever you are, that's where you are. <laughs> it was like that. There was it, yeah, that was my like, nice. It was I don't know. Nice isn't exactly the word, but. It, it <coughs> I, I
6: have a question. Um, not directly d- d- directed to you personally, but uh, but I I tried the bottle after I took the two-day retreat with Washington Gus. Um, I didn't like it, I don't think it worked for me, but I tried it anyway, I tried to keep a water going while I'm doing other things, but then I realized, I'm asking that question, I'm not slicing my tomato.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
6: so, no, I didn't cut my hand, but, yeah. but the, my idea of being in the moment doesn't <laughs> seem to click with this asking question practice, um, which is part of the reason why I uh, asked I, I asked that question. Why does it have to be a question? Like because asking question for me, it it takes me away from what I'm doing, <laughs> and I thought I'm supposed to be concentrating on what I'm doing, and 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 that's also the reason why I feel like it's not going to work. <laughs> and, and, oh, of course there are other methods that I feel like a, a lot more at home with, uh, but today we concentrate on lotto, so I, I share that one piece of how it doesn't work for me. <laughs> well,
1: it would be interesting sure. to hear from the, the people who've done it for a while, you know, who who have done plateau for a while, to talk about their experiences. Yeah, I
8: think to share the, the one that works be good. But I'm in the another instance where I, uh, I attended one day Gwangu uh, Huato retreat. I'm in another instance where a point doesn't work for me. Um, but at the same time, before Huato, the method as described, I have already have a tendency to ask this type of a basic question. And I come at ease, it in my w- own way of asking those questions. But when somehow come to the retreat of one day, it doesn't jump with me at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can't ask maybe a question maybe to Iris or, or someone: Is it uh, recommended uh, length of the water to be one day, or it just simply messing up? Any recommended by on? Fu or Master, saying that photo has to be on extended period of time in order to be effective, or it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm.
5: So, it's, uh, okay, so my talk is going to be a little uh, A lot of questions, and I, I think I'm going to do a little bit of a... Uh, first of all, I think when Gu ming was here, she was giving a Chinese lecture, so the English speaker didn't get to hear this part, but I think it was the Chinese lecture. And she asked a very, very important question. And and then someone asked about the huatou and all that, so I'm going to share that with you. And then later on, I'm going to have Dan to read that part that I wanted him to read one more time. Um, We were getting ready to have Her lecture ready. We are piling up the chairs and then she sat down and before she she gave lecture, I think it's the Chinese, so if if it was the English then let me know, but I think it is the Chinese. Before she started the lecture, she saw us like getting busy, you know, really sincerely trying to sit down and listen. She said, how many of you are here to practice in order to leave the three Mm. realms? How many of you know the three realms? You all know, right? So then, everybody's like, huh? So then later, during his lecture, she explained the what is three rounds. So then I, I was her, uh, her blackboard writer, because she would sit there and she used <coughs> a lot of terms, so I decided to get up and write all the terms on the blackboard. Because in Chinese, especially, because of the intonation, sometimes you, you, it helps if you see the actual words, to you know what it means. So then I said, "Remember, she asked us, how many of you are really want to leave the three realm, Past, you know, present liberated and future? liberated from the three realm? <laughs>
1: Past, present, and future. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. The three
5: realm is the desire realm, oh, okay. form realm, and formless realm. Okay. Okay. So if you are, in, if you become a Buddha, if you attach your sainthood, you would left your realm, uh, three realm. Or uh, like if you are a arhat, you have no longer, you're alleviated from the Three Realms. So in other words, what he really meant is, how many of you really, really want to be Ill- alleviated from suffering, or alleviated to attain your uh, liberation? How many of you really want to attain liberation? That was her question. So so then, towards the end of the lecture, we Yin asked a question. She's tried a huato, She's tried a, uh, chanting the Buddha name. All kinds of things, and she just has a, such an urgency to
3: Be get some kind mind. of
5: result and being able to really get some kind of a experience, you know. And she felt like she's frustrated. And then someone else also asked a question about which which method to use. So yeah. this is Guo Minghua's answer. She said, "Do you have an urgency?" you have an urgency to alleviate your suffering, or alleviate, or to liberate yourself from all the bondages. I mean, something like that. She didn't say it. You have to feel the urgency. And if you do, use Hua To. If not, sell a In other words, Hua To is for people wanted to know why why we're alive why we're dying why, why, why we're even here if you have a pressing desire to find out the matter of living and dying Huatou is a very, very strong method to do that so when you ask a question you want to know the fundamental, fundamental, fundamental thing fundamental (coughs) thing about just about who am I what is the, so? If you starting to ask, "Who am I?" and mm-hmm. then you're able to answer, "Who am I?" You are already not using the right method correctly. Mm-hmm. So, first thing, like I don't know how many of you gone to the um, gone to the actual retreat, seven day or ten day retreat on Quattro. You get go to an interview, and then um, you start to tell the teacher that like Helen did, I started to analyze and teachers said, oh, 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 you're using the method wrong, so Helen, you're using the method wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there is no answer in the photo method. So then why is a question? And Shifu also said, it cannot be a statement. That translation is probably the. if I convert that, that sentence that, that Phyllis just read, if I convert that sentence back to Chinese, Shifu probably has said so if you actually translate it more detail it's, a, it's a, a phrase but this phrase this phrase it should be a question phrase so means is a phrase but this phrase should be a question phrase not it can be a phrase it can be blah 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 and then why is that? Because every time you make a statement, it's a fact. Now your mind immediately, because we're all trained with language, your mind immediately will lock yourself into that statement as a fact, whether it's the fact is or wrong. So your mind goes either, yes, this is right, or no, this is wrong. Like when Phyllis said, well, it can be like a frog uh, or, um, let's say, if you make a statement and say, uh, frog has two legs or something, so your mind immediately will make a judgment. It's right or it's wrong. Now, the chan master uses a lot of ridiculous statement, okay? You say, oh, uh, I'm holding a hole with an empty hand, and uh, the, the bridge is walking on, on the human, or say, ba chutou, there's a famous uh, chan master say, kung ba chutou, the bridge is uh, flowing over the river. Mm-hmm. Okay? Very ridiculous sentences. Now, these phrases are not used as a huato. These phrases are used to break your attachment to the language. And we think, okay, if you're holding a hole, you have to have a hand to hold a hole. If you say, I'm holding a hole empty-handed, mm-hmm. and the, the bridge is flowing over the river, well, the river is still unflowing, not the bridge. And all these phrases is to, so it has nothing to do with uh, those things that we read in the, in the older accounts are not for, for the, for the, uh, for the huato. so because if Huatou, uh, and then, and then we'll go back to the Xu, Master Xu's thing, because like Master Xu said, Huatou is a, diffuse expedient mean or uh, no. what was the word he used, can you read that part again? right <coughs> before that part like before he said it's expedient I mean
4: devised expediencies to expedient. guide them so can you mm-hmm.
5: read that whole paragraph uh,
4: in the beginning yeah. one more time the the Chan of our sect does not set up progressive stages and is therefore the unsurpassed one its aim is the direct realization leading to the perception of the self nature and attainment of Buddhahood therefore it has nothing to do with the sitting or not sitting in meditation during a, in, during a Chan week However, on account of living beings' dull roots and due to their numerous false thoughts, ancient masters devised expediences to guide them.
5: Okay. So so because the huato is an expedient method, but don't overload this expedient method. Our meditation, counting the breath, all is an expedient method. So we need an expedient method to become liberated or what have you, So, th- which is fine. It's an expedient method. But why does he mention expedient method? Because in the old masters, they don't need a hua They don't need a specific Hua to, They all have Hua to, Like Shifu had a Hua to, But he wasn't using the Hua that we formulated, the four questions, right? Because Shifu, um, when he was saying, so in the old masters, the Tao sensation is right there and then because they're all like the old practitioners and in the old masters they all had this urgency, urgency of getting liberated. So <coughs> when they when you have that, this the, the sensation of doubt will all already right, like a, uh,
1: um, it already exists. Uh, yeah, uh,
5: spontaneously come up. So expedient method means they give you you get you take a whack. You don't have a sensation. You don't have urgency to be liberated. Okay? So you pick a huatou and try to read it. That's why sh- in Shifu's book, on the detailed book on that whole book, Shifu was the one that really uh, developed that into four stages. First is reciting the huatou, just like a mantra. You know, who am I? Or what is who? You recite it just like. And then eventually, if you really learned how to use the method, you ask the huatou then you're starting to ask. But you might not have this urgent cessation of, I, you know, I want to find out. So when you're really starting to get the flavor of the hua tou is that you, you have this real strong, urgent desire that I want to find out. But then you know there is no answer. What is, ooh, I want to find out. Now, and then ev- eventually, you you get into the doubt sensation, then you become investigating the huatou, right? That's when you are into the doubt sensation already, like what we were um, describing here. Gao Feng Yin he was into the doubt sensation now. That's slightly different than when we are not in the doubt sensation and then have a realization. It's slightly different. And then after you have the doubt sensation, after you investigate the huatou, then your you're huatou what? burst up, right, then after you burst up, you have a small seeing, we call it a jianxing, seeing the nature stage, mm-hmm. and seeing the nature, after the seeing the nature stage, that's, uh, we can call it a small enlightenment, then do you still use your huatou? Yeah, so at that time, we're calling watching the huatou, and that's the same as uh, Master Xun said, zhao gu huatou, zhao gu huatou means take care of the huatou, because you, you already had an experience you can't let go of your hua you cannot lose it, so you need to watch it. You know, mm-hmm. we call it kan hua or zhao gu So he was using slightly different term, but it's the same. So that's the four different levels. But but then I found what's so good about hua is that because it's a question, now people who cannot use uh, uh, breath, me- breathing method, for some people uh, tend to uh, to like control their breath when they use a uh, meditation. Uh, when they use uh, when they use uh, uh, like uh, counting the breath or watching the breath, then one good way to uh, one good way to use would be either silent illumination or huatou, because you are not dealing with your physical body like your breath. So you don't get this. You know, people who control their breath or whatever. They get chest pain, they get head pain. So this one way to do it. But then in the beginning, if you, like I said, if you don't have that urgency, you might be just reciting the hua to, which is good, which is still good. At least it's something in your system. Somehow, on certain times, this hua comes up on your daily life. So to get used to the hua to is good. But then some people use it wrong and then use it in, in, a, in a way to get them a headache. But that's a different story. But so we know that if if you don't have this very very urgent um, desire to find out, mm-hmm. then um, then this mm-hmm. method you probably feel like it's hmm, really nothing. But some people <coughs> somehow feel like that, oh yeah I do, but I don't have this feeling of urgency. Do you still want to try it? You can. But now I'm going to come back to what uh, Phyllis say about when she used huato she forgot to cut the tomato. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, two teachers that I've heard so far have, uh, described what hua to is like in our daily life. Because in during the retreat that we actually do nothing but use hua to, So it's easy to use hua to, but it's very, very hard to use Huato in a daily life. So how do we deal with it? Is that because you always have this urgency, this desire to be liberated from the bondage, so <coughs> it's, it's in the back of your mind so it's the same thing as like say if your car key is lost and you really need to find it, you know, for two, like the other day I, I lost my cell phone and I was I'm still, you know, going about you know, going to the work and answer the call, but in the back of my mind so where's my cell phone where's my cell phone, it's there but you can still do your thing but And then and it turned out it's under underneath my seat of my driver's seat. Because I know I didn't lose it, but I just can't find it. So that's how you use your huatou on your daily life. Or, like if you had some, after a meal, you had a vegetable stick in your teeth, and it kind of hurts mm-hmm. a little It's kind of annoying. So whatever you do, it's there. It's there, but y- you're not using 100%. or Another description is a mom. Uh, sitting there and doing her uh, kneading, and then her baby is sitting in her you know, carpet playing, but she's kneading, she's kneading, but she's, she's she's, knows that baby's there. She knows that she's safe. And then if the sh- baby goes away, she knows she's away. I mean, she, she has a part of her attention and the baby, but she's really kneading. So that's how you use Plato on your daily life. But, Everybody following so far? Mm-hmm. Does yes. that <laughs> make sense? Okay, <coughs> okay so Huato, so, how do I say this? The reason that why, the, the last thing is the reason that Huato has to be a, a question is that this is the invention of the great Chinese master. None in the history of Buddhism has this method of a question. Because everything, that including Buddha's teachings, all always a a positive statement, like in, you know, eightfold noble, noble path. path, eightfold noble path, whatever. It's all statement. So we as a Buddhist starting coming in here to listen to the good dharma, all kind of a. I mean, you can call it a brainwash. What is good? What is bad? What is ethical? What is not? But then, so then we already kind of a molded ourselves into this, what is the right Buddhist, what is the right Dharma. So after you've learned to a certain point, in order to break through, um, you need a very uh, strong method, let's call it that way, to do that, but you could be, you could be going to the wrong thing. The only thing to really, because after a while, after you learn the Buddha Dharma, it's all just, it's depending on you to really Get realized. So how do you do that? By coming back to you, right? Because otherwise, it's gone all the way gone out. A statement, statement. So coming back to you is a very unique method. That's why that when Shiv was alive, uh, he always gave two basic retreat. One is Salar uh, and the other one is Quato. Like I know that uh, in the spring and the fall, he gives a four retreat, two and two. That he will get a hundred people signed up for a silent nomination, and people standing in line for waiting to get in because th- you can't. I think eventually the DDRC cannot take more than eighty people, but there will be like thirty for Hato. Mm. But and then less and less people. But Shifu insisted that both both go uh, retreat goes on because if you use a business standard. Huato is really not making money, right? <laughs> 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 but, you know, so we should do more, you know, silent illumination, <laughs> but Shunfei, <laughs> <but laughs> no. Mm-hmm. And in the early days, Shifu told Huato. he did not teach silent illumination. And then later, uh, because of the many interests, and then I also, I happened to read his book yesterday, <laughs> um, <laughs> Hongzhi Zhengjue. Hongzhi Zhengjue is the almost. Uh, I wouldn't say he's the inventor, but he's the uh, he's the uh, uh, he's the founder of the school. But before him, there's already going on. But he's founder of the school, and he wrote a verse about seven lines. Mo Zhao Zhao Ming. I was reading, and I was interested in the chronology of Shifu lecturing on that uh, on that uh, verse because. Shripo didn't start Silent Illumination until uh, 2007, 2006 and 7, and I was wondering when did he do that lecture, and that was a way earlier than 2007. So he's done a lot of research and study, he lectured on it, until he's starting to give the Silent Illumination retreat. So in the past, he just gave a retreat, and then individually, this person will get a uh, you know, Huatou, the other one, he would teach individually different methods mm-hmm. and so the, the reason that I think he systemized is because he doesn't do the actual teaching anymore like he doesn't, when I say actual teaching he doesn't give individual interviews anymore because when he used to give individual interview, you come into the interview room and he would talk to you individually so he can give you individual methods and later on so my first retreat would be, I would get an r- interview with the Shifu alone And afterwards, we five of us go together to see Shifu. And then, oh, in the beginning, it was like two of us, and then five of us, and then eventually it wasn't Shifu anymore, right? Mm -hmm. So then he would start to systemize. This retreat is, you know, so in the beginning, there was more than two methods one person get some may all these names you didn't even hear. Everybody <laughs> will get a different, different, you know, <laughs> And then one is to listen to the sound, you know, the Kuan method and all that. So, I guess depending on, depending on the talent of the students, they he would systemize on the two methods now. So, I guess she needs to leave what about his question. Oh, you oh 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 yeah. <laughs> so I was just wondering if you want, still want the answer on the question. <laughs> yeah some other time. No other time. time.
2: Okay.
8: Okay. So that's
7: that's my two cents. Yes, you. Jerry I want to be <coughs> I, uh, I really very fundamentally I still don't understand. You you when, when you have a water you're supposed to investigate, so you create more and more doubt, greater and greater doubt. At the same time, you cannot intellectually analyze it to come up with the answer.
5: That's why I said that's... Yeah, wh-
7: wh- what's the difference? I mean, how do you investigate your thought? At the same time, you cannot analyze it to come up with the answer. I always come up with the answer. I always try look for answers.
1: You're an engineer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> no, the problem. Do. That's <coughs> all part of it. I mean, yeah. sometimes careers even get in the way. And mm-hmm. that's, that's part of the reason why I'm mm-hmm. not either. I'm a computer scientist. Yeah. I analyze things. That's what yeah. I do for a living. You do the same
4: thing. So you think it's it's demotivational? It's demotivational to knowing that you're not going to come up with that answer. It's yes. hard to get. No, yes. I always
1: yes. come up with the answer. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always <laughs> come <laughs> up <laughs> with the answer. Yeah? That's as you, as your job. That's what your job is to come up with an answer. <laughs> in the in the in the in the Buddhist
5: practice, there's a two types of hindrance. We call it uh, in Chinese. One is one is no, mm-hmm. There's two hindrances for mm-hmm. our practice. One is our vexation hindrance. Vexation means greed, hatred, ignorance, doubt, and what? And, and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and mm-hmm. arrogance, right? Mm-hmm. Doubt mm-hmm. and arrogance, five. That's our, that's our vexation uh, hindrance. The other one is called knowledge hindrance. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we are using our conventional knowledge analyze things, that it's going to be a dead end for uh, trying to alleviate from, that's exactly what we're trying to alleviate from this conventional world, and you're using the conventional language to analyze, and you're going to be in a circle, and a circle, and a circle. That's why we say Chan is, you cannot describe it. By the time you can describe what happened, it's already, it's already not Chan. So, if you're using the quantum method and constantly analyzing it, you're going to a dead end. Because mm-hmm. if you want to do that, come here, do study, and and we can talk about it here. Who am I? I'm not saying, you know, what what, um, what Helen or what you're saying, the analyzing is not good. But that's just a conventionally understanding things. But Chan practice mm-hmm. is not for us to mm-hmm. Continue the Dharma understanding. It's not the philosophy. It's not the analyzation.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: It's the practice of alleviating ourselves from the bondage.
7: Uh-huh. I think we need to uh, more focus on why often master uses the method he's successful. What he want to find? He wants to find when they sleep, where is my master? Huh? How you find? The answer after five years, he see himself in the nature. It's not the answer for that question. Your purpose is uh, to to see your nature. So for myself, I uh, I always ask my question. (coughs) I know the from the Heart Sutra, we say form emptiness, empty form. I know this body is not me. So when I drive. Know, you know when you drive you have to make very quick decision, right? Can you turn right? And then the message you get from is from direction. You see a car coming from you in that direction. Who made that de- decision? Who? Not me. Not this form. There is something make decision for me. I'm only the sensor. My body is only the sensor. And sometimes people say one thing, I get angry. And I realize that anger, controlled by something. Because that person's that one sentence is no big deal actually. After, th- like today you can jump up, tomorrow you go back to see today's that sentence. It's a big deal. After one month you totally fall off. But why that moment you jump? Who So this is the Huatou. Why we need to focus on sometimes we, some method is not working for us because uh, just Eric said do you really want to get out? We Chinese say Sanjie. I want, this is my life. I'm willing to get out of this Sanjie. And then I will very carefully looking who what is me what is something controlling me this is what golfing master he go to very very detail his mind like mouse, trait, uh, cat, shape, cat mouse he want to get out of sanji. he doesn't want to be controlled by this he want to see how this willingness that's why he spent five years with one <coughs> doubt. This doubt is not master asking. He, because he doesn't know. He doesn't know when he sleeps. Where is the master? And he's totally convinced by Buddha's teaching he is not master. This form is emptiness. Emptiness is a form. You have to agree with this level at least. And then you, every moment is uh, is a uh, For me, every moment is huato. When I jump, when people offend me, okay. And then I have to chant Buddha's name to calm myself down. And then I after after that one moment, I will ask myself, who okay. control okay. yourself? Who control you? We have one last one
1: last comment for today. Go ahead, Mike.
3: Uh, Well, I'd like to zoom in on how you actually do this. Mm. Remember Gilbert's drawing with the bubbles? I don't know if anyone was here. But essentially it's like a a plane, right? And it's all out of bubbles. And you start to see one starting to bubble up is the potential of the thought to arise. Once that bubble's up here, whatever it may be, like what is it, blah, 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 if something starts to jump out there and try to connect to it and then start to generate more thought, that's what you're trying to catch. You're not allowing the mind to generate more thought. You're looking into what is it before the word or the symbol was there, before it arose, hmm. being in that state of what is that state. So you're, yeah. you're trying to catch that not only here in the physical realm but in the mental realm and emotional realm, hmm. all realms, to see that arising and then seeing what is it that's jumping out there to cling to it to generate more you know, uh, discriminating thought to figure it out. You're stopping. You're cutting that mechanism off. So that what is it? What is it? What is it that's generating the show? <clears throat> you know?
1: Okay. We're going to end right there, okay? Mm-hmm. Because we're just about out of time. The the next question is: Is um, Thanksgiving? Sometimes we meet. Sometimes we don't meet. Um, so, are we going to meet on Thanksgiving? I mean, not Thanksgiving, but what I'm saying is Sunday after Thanksgiving. Next Sunday, are we going to... There's no
5: class next week. No, no. Yeah, next week is Thanksgiving, right? right. Yeah.
1: So do we have Mm -hmm. class on Sunday or not? Should we cancel it? Are there
4: people with family that are maybe
5: staying? We traditionally cancel the Christmas and the Thanksgiving. So there's no class. Shouldn't be class next week. Unless some of you want to get together. Yeah, if
4: you have a key, let yourself in. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
5: 's <laughs> <laughs> sure, okay. not going to be here. Yeah. <laughs> um, we as a people, if you have family or so, I think you should take care of the family because we're not you know monks. <laughs> so we need to take care of the family. you can't just you know do this. so that's the reason why yeah, uh, for holidays, we should fulfill our family obligation. That's how I feel. And I have one announcement. Um, if we can have lunch real quick, or during the lunch time, uh, those who participate in uh, in leading the discussion, I call the teacher, or those who are interested in what we're talking about, or I have some further
2: ideas.